Hi. Oh my God. So I, before I get all gushy, gushy and excited, um, allow me to introduce you properly. Um, welcome everybody to It's About Time. This is a show about making it happen and whatever your it is. And um, we have an opportunity to talk to so many beautifully powerful, soulful, connected people into their it and their why. And today is no um, shortage of that energy. My name is Zita Maharaj. I'm the host of It's About Time, but this is all about my guest, Mikhail Harward. I'm so happy to see you, to see you. This is just a treat for me. And to have the chance to, to connect with you and reason is just so um, blessed. How are you? It's always, you know, you know, when we talk, we talk, talk. And I know I said it's a double word, but it means so much. Right. <laughs> we right. talk, talk. And um, it's always deep and it's always relevant. And every time we talk, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, I, I'll take you know, it. And you're as, as much as you feel I give, I, re I, I, I receive all the time. So nice to hear. And that I receive that. Thank you. I'm going to start the show like I do all the time by reading your bio. So let me pull it up. And I am going to get started. So Mikael Hardwood has worked tirelessly for the past decade to bring you a school and comprehensive curriculum for the 21st century. She's worked directly with imaging and microscopy laboratory at Concordia to work, Concordia University in Montreal, I should say, to work on cuticle patterns that um, determine shine and por uh, porosity, excuse me, internal water distribution to determine elasticity within hair strands as well as a scientific approach to curl typing through calculating the variation in the diameter size along a single hair strand. Working with thousands of clients who's infused this research, her techniques and inclusive approach on all hair types. Um, you know, one thing about Mikael, even though I'm reading her bio, is that it, everything just screams hair, which, which is what she is, which is what she does. She's known as the natural hair whisperer. Um, this is definitely a woman who has um, immersed herself and infused herself in her love and her passion. And one of the things I, I want to talk to you about so much isn't just hair. It is the journey to finding what it is that you loved because a lot of us think it's such a pipe dream to do what we love. And for people who do what they love, yeah. they're like, nah, it's, it was a given, it was a natural, it was exactly what I needed to have happen. So today I wanna talk to you uh, and focus a little bit on finding your why and your how and going for it. Uh, my why and my how. Um, I feel that uh, all of us are just in a search to find um, our purpose and your purpose constantly, your, your purpose is constantly evolved. It might manifest differently at different times of the year, but your purpose is most of the time just to serve, right? And whatever you choose to fill your brain up with is how you will serve. So just con uh, people just need to continue 
absorbing as much as possible so they could evolve and then activate their sure. which yeah. is whatever manifests itself and inheritance manifested so let's talk let's talk okay i want to go into all of that but you just already started by saying something that i think is a quotable moment everybody's purpose is to serve i don't disagree with you because when I speak with folks as a career advisor, a lot of the times the question is, I wanna give back, I wanna do something with meaning. I don't know how to parlay that from what it is that I do. Myself included, it was trying to figure out what I thought my natural talents were because I, it wasn't very clear. And then recognizing it might've been my voice. And how do I use that? How do I use it? What's the gift that I was given? Now, this isn't an easy process. So how did you know, and how do you know inherently that this purpose is to serve, that we are all seeking servitude? Well, um, I, have to, I, I have to just say it's one, how we were brought up, um, especially women of color. Um, my parents were in service to the church and helping people with their psychological needs as well as their family needs, as well as finding a place for everyone to be and feel mm -hmm. safe. My parents were in service to the church. And so I'm not a pastor, <laughs> but I will serve people who need servicing. Mm -hmm. um, hair for as a black woman has always been at the center of my life. Mm -hmm. I, I always needed to learn how to do my hair, being uh, living in the Eastern townships with no black hair salons. Um, my mom would do my hair. How was that? Yeah, well, that was, it was fine because my mom knew how to do hair, okay. but she was bald. She had a genetic disorder that made her bald. Okay. And I got it <laughs> as well, but I only found it during the pandemic. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, for, for me, it was, she was servicing me to, to serve other people. Right. Me what I need so I could be an example for other people. So she was building you up so you can have that confidence because it's interesting, and I'm happy you brought it up right away, that there's a reason you don't have hair on your head. Absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. somebody who does hair, and it's interesting because a lot of barbers I remember, they were all like locked. Like a lot of barbers that I, I remember seeing from around the way growing up, they would have locks. And while the locks were beautiful, it's funny because they're cutting hair, right? Um, and I always found that to be like an interesting kind of a thing. I always noticed that. Mm -hmm. um, and so for you to be somebody who is a natural hair whisperer and this loctician and a hair guru for many people, myself included, the fact that you don't have hair is so interesting and it's not at all demeaning. It's just really interesting. It, 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 I, you know what? My, my spirit had to catch up with my body, yeah. you know, to actually feel okay to be bald and be an expert. So much of my actual family members, mm. me, it's like, you need to wear a wig or something. No one's going to believe that you're a curl expert. And I'm like, I have given nine years of my life with hair <laughs> on my head as a curl expert and nothing 
Right. You never came to see me. My family, my that same family member. So right, right. now that I'm bald, I still have the same brain. I and still the same clientele. I'm sure. I saw an expanding clientele every every month. I I, I retain um, the majority of my clients. I'm I, I I I'm the person who does the research. Um, sometimes the outside does not look like the inside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have to stop attaching themselves always to the outside. And, and so, I'm sure this was a huge, you said your spirit had to catch up to your body, right? But you, you had to, you had to reason with yourself. I'm sure. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. It, was a good re- it, it took me two months to reason with myself, but I knew as soon as my hair fell out from shock of the, of the, of the pandemic, that I'm not my hair mm. and I'm not like my hair does not give me value. Mm-hmm. I give myself value. But I, I'm impressed girlfriend that it only took two months. Because it took two months to, to be able can to be a lifelong journey. Oh God. But like, you know, when, when you read, when you, when, when you read a lot of self-help books to master your mind, to take control over your mind and let your purpose drive you. It, it like the distraction of losing my hair mm. it was traumatic and I empathized with myself. And I also forgave myself over two months of being like, I don't want to go outside without a hat. Right. Um, Cause my, my, my scalp is bald and, and it's patchy in certain places. And then I was just like, why am I hiding myself? Mm, I'm so proud of you for saying that. I don't want to hide. I don't want to hide anything. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine inside. Yeah, yeah. I want to make a, a mental breakdown mm-hmm. of this hair loss. And um, it was funny, like, you know how deep we go. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about to go deep. My, my mom was bald. And I am the spinning image of my mom. Okay. And so I was seeing my mom sure, right. back at me and I chose to give love. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing to say and acceptance and acknowledgement. And I'm telling you, this is phenomenal to me to hear that it happened in a short period of time because this is not an easy thing to do. Specifically and especially because you are immersed in here all day. All day. Yeah. All- and um, my clients are, are so happy for me. Mm, mm-hmm. They're like, you look like you're glowing yeah. inside. And that makes me feel like I could do anything. And that empowers the people with hair, the people who for years wanted to cut off their hair, who were experiencing balding. Um, you have a different layer of, of, of understanding now also. We're attracting bald-headed clients now. That's what's up. More than ever. <laughs> uh, and they didn't know I was bald. But as soon as they seen another sister bald, they're just like, this is my place. <laughs> I found my place. I found right. they could still take care of my head. And I feel comfortable and safe. And... You know what's so interesting? I know you and I know this, and, and I'm going to let our listeners in now. I heard of inheritance years ago, yep. 
And I never knew that I could go there because I automatically um, thought it was a black hair salon. And the one thing I don't want to do or don't want to give the impression that I want to do is appropriate a culture, right? While I'm a woman of color and while I am a West Indian woman, I my roots go to India, even though I still truly believe we all go you know, to Africa, my roots are Indian and then they would go there. Mm-hmm. So... I, I was so hesitant, but I, I wanted some therapy, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was out with a girlfriend and we just bumped into you and she sees you already. Um, and she automatically assumed that we knew each other. And we got into the three of us, we got into this like really earthy, beautiful, deep conversation within like the first, oh, hey. And we just started talking <laughs> right away. And so that's why she thought we knew each other. But I also feel that's us living in our authenticity and being ourselves. I'm not going to do surface, surface, surface. I'm going to get into it, right? And you were like, you're coming to get your hair done. And I was like, I'm not coming unless it's you. And you were like, done. And you opened your phone and you're like, this day. And I was like, can't do that day. Let's do this day. And you said, yes. And I, I booked the appointment. I get down there. I was on time, which was amazing because traffic is Montreal. Hello. But I get there and I open the door and I, I kid you not, I saw two white women with curly hair getting their hair done. And I just felt like I was in the right place because the key for me was that they were women with curly hair. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I get it now. Okay, I can be here. I can be here, I can be comfortable, I can feel okay. And it's so interesting because for me growing up, we never had conversations about hair outside of, you know, if it was too quote unquote bushy because it would get too wild, um, keeping it long or cutting it short. My mom didn't really ever stress either one. She didn't care because she's had short hair forever. Mm-hmm. My dad, he didn't really have an, an opinion wing in you know like we I guess we were super rebels in that sense where one of my sisters wore her hair short forever another one wore it long to her like past her mid back forever like we didn't have hair rules and I was always in between right it's not that taboo when you're at all it was not taboo and then I started to understand much more and the layers and the depth of hair when I started to really hear my girlfriends and my sister girls talk about it and I, I really empathize. I don't know if that's even the right word, but I really understood the psychological damage that can be placed on somebody with terminologies like good hair, hard hair, um, coarse hair, and just the way the words are thrown at people as labels, very similar to colorism, mm-hmm. how damaging it could be. And how unnecessary it is, because it was always done, now that we're older, I recognize, out of, not not hatred for, for each other, but a lack of self-love for self, right? Oh, if you don't see yourself as beautiful and powerful and okay and ex- excellent and beautiful, how can you breathe that life into your child, your niece, your nephew, your cousin, your children, your, you know, your stepkids or whomever is around you? And we have to we have to realize that yes, because I am black, I I know the, the plight, but everyone 
is experiencing something in regards to their hair, whether they say it to themselves mm -hmm. or they're being told by their parent or their, their guardian, you have no idea how many white women have come in. Mm. Said, oh, I'm the only really curly girl in my family. And they always told me I was the black sheep. Mm. They always told me that I, uh, they always were meaner to me. They always felt a certain way. They always because felt- she was different, right. Hair to go to a function to, to fit in and how they started loving themselves and allowing themselves to be different and curly and have healthy hair. Mm, that's the key. I think health is healthy. the key, yeah. And yeah, that's why I, I try not to um, put too many labels because um, we were in a conversation earlier this year about those labels and about how people feel that they don't want to be labeled. Mm -hmm. They want to be free mm -hmm. to go anywhere to do their hair just and get it done. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and they don't want to go to a curly hair salon because that would make them feel that they need to put a label on mm. and, and they just don't care for it. Mm -hmm. So I have to always have the understanding, anyone that I see, and I see women from all over the world, the every continent <laughs> that we have on this planet, I have seen them and they want to be heard. They want to feel like someone understands mm -hmm. on with their hair and how to fix it and what are the steps and what are the products and packaged and that's applicable, it. easy, applicable. But what the point? <laughs> what's beautiful about you and the reason we're talking really isn't isn't simply, and I don't want to minimize hair, is it it's not simply because of hair. But I'm sure you've heard and seen that like when somebody goes to get their hair done, there is a level of self-care in that moment that equates to almost therapy or therapeutic moments, right? Like you sit down for a lot of people, it's the first time in months or maybe years where they give themselves an hour or two. So they want to talk, they want to be heard, they want to share. Maybe they're going through something, maybe they're celebrating something. They, they, they want that moment. So you're, you're in a place where you're giving love, you're giving confidence, but you're also a therapist, you know, um, therapist, I'm a hair, I give therapy and I, uh, I listen, mm -hmm. um, first, um, because oftentimes, and I have a lot of women clients, I have a lot of men clients, but I have a lot of women clients and oftentimes I find um, they're always coming in and either they're not being listened by their partner, they're not listening, their kids don't listen to them. Their jobs. Jobs don't listen to them. They do feel that, you know, they could contribute more, but they're constantly getting walled. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the ways they feel better is by making themselves feel beautiful and which is their hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Showing up for themselves, yeah themselves and they're like if I feel good about my hair I'm going to put my best foot forward mm -hmm. and I think that's going to give me the job a lot of women go to the hair salon before they go to the interview mm -hmm. because they want to put their their selves forward as like I'm ready and my hair says that it's ready <laughs> and my hair 
coiffed and put in place and now I'm this feel ready. Beautiful. Yeah. And I I was thinking about it with without with my girlfriends. I don't have many friends that don't wear their hair natural. The majority of my girlfriends wear their hair natural. We're a lucky city for that. And I was thinking the other day, they've always, or they've gone through very short stints of weaving or wearing wigs, but very short stints of that. I, even if they put in braids, it's still natural, right? They're just keeping it in a different style. And have you noticed how beautiful this transition to being more natural? I'm assuming you've noticed, but have you encouraged somebody that was really hesitating? Like, do, do you have a moment in your mind where you're just like, this person wasn't ready, but we talked and then he or she didn't regret it? Oftentimes, what, when that happens, the client will tell me in, in, in any short words that they need to be convinced. Mm. They need to be convinced that they'll be able to do it at home with some sort of ease because they've been told over and over that it's hard, it's dry, it breaks, it doesn't do what you want. Um, so they, they have a whole a bunch of words rolling around in their brains telling them they can't. Mm. It's too hard. I'm not a specialist. Da, 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 da. And you have to be, I understand you. I can understand all the words that are mm -hmm. in your head. And, but for a moment, I want you to replace them with, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I want you to look around and see about 10 other women doing it and know that I'm here to encourage you and I'm here to give you a regimen that's going to put you on a path to success with this newfound natural hair mm -hmm. and that yes it will take your patience yes it will take a level of expertise with your fingers but know that a whole bunch of women came before you are doing it and are continuing to do it and you can do it too mm -hmm. encouragement they don't necessarily need me to break it down dye meter cuticle curl pattern they don't need that they need the you can do it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They need the, girl we are a lot <laughs> we are a lot that's doing it and do, do it yeah because sometimes they don't think it's going to be beautiful on them mm. they think that like they are ugly deep down they don't feel beautiful Mm -hmm. and they think that oh that looks good on this person but it won't look good on me but it won't look good on me and they're talking about their own hair that grows from their own scalp that their 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 hair that grows from their scalp is 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 going to be ugly on them yeah and when when you realize the level of self-hatred that we are conditioned to learn yeah. from not just from, our parents, from years, from birth. It's yeah. like you go through school, especially in Canada, you see nobody looking like you that is looking nice, looking quaff back in the day. You have none of your teachers most likely look are like you. Yeah. 
none of the, 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 the speakers that they have coming in, none of the authors that they have you reading until maybe university. Mm -hmm. And that's by choice because you're taking a class that you want. It's not something they think is relevant for you as a child. Yeah. In elementary school, you don't have a choice. In high school, you don't have a choice. And so you want to look like your friends. And then that starts mm -hmm. like what's wrong with my hair? Mm -hmm. My hair just lay down. And if, if I was there in the classroom when they were young, I would have been like, the first people looked like you. And then they made babies that went all over the world and their hair started to change. But the structure, the actual structure of the hair has remained the same. So how come then some hair is straight versus curly and it's cultural or it's indigenous to certain areas? Okay, so let me, let me try to break it down in the littlest of terms. There's three sections of the hair, okay? That's 1.7 years, uh, million years ago, the uh, medulla, which is the middle of the hair, which gives the hair its color. Then you have the cortex, that's the largest surface in there. And then you have the cuticles. Straight hair or straighter hair <laughs> has the same structure. Those things have not changed. Okay. But what has changed is the distance between how the hair bends. Okay. The tighter the curl, the more it goes like this. Okay. The, when it's a little bit looser, it's a little bit spaced out. When it's a lot more um, straighter, like yours, Zita, it is way more distance. Okay. The bends are still there. Okay. There's no 100% tubular hair on the face of the planet. Now and that- That yeah. you researched, right? So how, how did you get, this is, this is the passion part of it. How did you get so immersed and introduced to hair uh -huh. and curly hair and specifically wanting to understand how that works in relation to how we are as people? So the natural hair movement um, swept me off my feet. Okay. And, <laughs> and that was um, in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's when it started. YouTube started around 2005. Yeah. And black women took over YouTube with hair care videos. <laughs> right away, I was on it. Okay. Whatever black woman was doing, I was going to be in the middle of it because whatever black women do is popping. So um, I learned that my hair is curly from the natural hair movement. Okay. Did I know how to get it curly while still using combs, while still manipulating my hair when it was dry, while still doing extensions? No, I wouldn't right. there. Um, so when I met Abby Saha in 2012, she had opened up a, a space just to sell products and teach people how to manipulate their hair while putting the products in their hair. So let's back up. So Abhisaka is the founder and owner mm -hmm. of Inheritance. Yes, 
Absolutely. which inheritance is two locations. It's a, a curly hair salon mm -hmm. that also handles um, for men and women, but also handles, um, well, now I learned bald people and people who would like to maintain and start doing locks. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. And she, um, she enhanced my knowledge about, uh, about technique Okay. How to get the hair curly, but I was already doing what I learned on YouTube and what I thought was a, a natural way of going about things here at home. Okay. Also working in politics, studying to be a politician. Um, I had mentors that were guiding me in that direction. Mm -hmm. I met her. And I was like, oh, that's great. I have an actual business plan that I could give you for a natural hair salon that I would have done if I wasn't in university and working on, you know, this, these policies. So here, like, <laughs> I would love to give it to you because you seem like such a cool person. Right. Um, I was, uh, I founded a, a nonprofit that helped women with businesses and business plans. So I was like, let's, let's just help you what do you need let's let's you know let's make it happen so and you even before you recognized the servitude you were working in servitude i was working in servitude i was working to give back um yeah it's just part of yeah part of what i was supposed to i just supposed to give yeah. and so i gave her and then she's she gave me she's like i need you <laughs> i need you you've been doing this work yeah and I don't know anybody else that has worked with natural hair products before in a salon setting. This will like be this. this will be new for you and let us learn together. So what's so beautiful in this is one of the lessons because we're talking hair right now, but you can replace hair with anything, okay. right? Anything. And the lesson here is working with such an openness, the the re reciprocity was was so clear yeah. and so apparent that it needed to go down yeah. you know what I'm saying and I feel sometimes people think I'm too airy-fairy like oh I believe too much and you know everything is gonna happen or I'm lucky or something and I, I actually I don't know if I believe in luck so much but I definitely believe in the authentic exchange of energy and what that what that energizes within and what that helps to give out and what it manifests 100% I will not manifest something. And so I guess coming from a spiritual background myself, it was easy to believe that this was going to happen because right. I had done the research. I had done the data saying that um, the, the chemical side of the pharmaceutical industry for, for hair was significantly reduced during the beginning of the natural hair movement. Interesting. Um, Good to know. Exactly. Black families and, and women especially started making their own products that were natural, right. that were better with our hair. They stopped using sulfates. They turned to just to using conditioners and that caused a lot of chemical um, uh, impediments with their scalp, a lot of bacterial fungal disease because they were using still chemical conditioners instead of using shampoo uh, shampoos with sulfates uh, because they're like, Conditioners have sulfates too. I'll just use the, the conditioner, but they didn't realize that they needed something to actually clean off their scalp.
and that caused a lot of bacterial infection. But they stopped using certain methods that were forced upon them. And damaging long-term, right? Because we've learned over the years of the health factors that I guess what, what's so sad about it is that we hear these things, but we say it's our, it's like a cultural thing, right? Like, oh, fibroids are cultural. It happens mostly to black women or, you know, and then you don't realize that maybe there's something topical or something that our a community at, at large is doing that's creating so many more issues because the powers that be don't really want us to know that now, do they? Yeah, and even your heroes at one point right? wrong things like CJ Walker, she's a hero of mine, but she was using petroleum-based substances on people's hair and then pressing it. And petroleum is just another word for gasoline. So you were putting gasoline, thick gasoline on women's hair, not something uh, moisturizing, not something that's water-based. And then you were putting the gasoline and then- To fire, yeah with something that was super hot. So you didn't, you, didn't, uh, you didn't look at the diameter size, if the hair could, if the product could actually sit on the hair and protect it or sit on the hair and burn it off. Mm. They, didn't, they, yeah. didn't, they weren't there about that. They were there about this the end result. Your hair yeah. And it will keep it fried straight for a while, uh, being in the humidity down in the South you need your hair to be fried straight for it to stay straight. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when you wet it, it'll also smell fry. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so interesting too, because like anything, any, any, anything that is researched, we hear and we see all of the research and the data after the fact, but we don't know in the moment. Like we didn't know about those heavy cars back in the 60s and 70s, what it was really putting it into the air. We just thought like, hey, this is cool. We have rides now, you know? Exactly. So- I can't, I, I can't say that I fault it per se, but what I am happy for is that there was the revolution, be it silent or loud, it started. And you started to see a flip slowly but surely in the representation. And it's very slow. I'm not, I'm not denying that it's very slow, but- It creeps up, that's it. And I'm actually really happy that we get a little bit of the representation and you brought up YouTube before, because it's disrupting the market, right? Podcasting, we're disrupting a market where you know you can listen to something because you choose to on a topic from anything in this world now. And you can have two women of color talking about something that you didn't hear about before or was tabooed before, you know what I mean? So I, I do feel a sense of, of, of pride. I don't know if that's the right word in the, in the shift but I, I can't lie. I feel like we're, we're cruising. We're not hitting the accelerator. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I don't think, you know, we have to, I deal with people on a personal basis every day. Changing minds mm. is the work, right? And people, if they know something exists, will then want more information. Indeed. But before, most people, even now, I could say that most black women do not know their hair is curly. They don't, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know how to hydrate their hair. Okay. They don't know how to manage it. They no, no hydrate. They don't know what it is that their hair needs to make it hydrated. Mm, Interesting. And so 
like the, the work is the work, the, what I do, right? Right. right. And it happens one person at a time, but I've noticed that whatever you put work into, it compounds. Right. So it's not, I'm not just touching one person, I'm touching their whole family. And that community, absolutely. Community. And little by little, they will inspire their, their surrounding people. Yeah, like that's what true influence is, right? Not what we consider influencers on these social media sites. But I, I, I went to see you. I enjoyed it. A girlfriend of mine was like, did you have a good experience? And I said, yeah, it was on point. And so she's been seeing you for years. And I find it so great that we both come out of it. And then other friends have gone over the years for sure. But the two of us are always like, oh, no, no, if we don't get her we're not gonna go like we're a little we're, but, but it's not just the the process of getting our hair done it's the chance to sit with you and you know connect with you and talk and I'm happy you brought up the policy and politics part you because you are connect when you come to me I try to have you connect with yourself <laughs> that's what that the mirror that's why we have mirrors that are like all glammy and stuff is for you to look at yourself and take a moment to appreciate yourself mm -hmm. love on yourself and i find with different hairdressers different hairdressers will attract different energy okay. i attract bosses <laughs> i attract people who are movers and shakers i attract people who have um a message that they are working on, that they are molding and shaping their future to be very, very bright mm. and helpful and healthy for the rest of society. Mm. That's the type of woman I attract. That's the type of man also that I attract into the salon. Mm -hmm. so when you sit with me, you're connecting with yourself. You're plugging you're into you. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. That's very true. And I want to, I want to dive into two things. Mm -hmm. um, the policy part of you that's still very present in terms of how you are working now, if you can speak about this on curriculum development and getting an opportunity to work with higher education and have have these conversations because it's so multidisciplinary the way you're headed that this in itself I find extremely interesting. Yeah, it's very, very overwhelming. But at the same time, the accumulation, like I said before, the accumulation of all that I put in my head is manifesting. Mm. And sometimes I feel like I am in control and sometimes I am really, really just not in control. It is everything else working together for my good. Mm -hmm. And then I just say thank you and move along the road. <laughs> right, right. I don't press, I don't press pause. I just keep going. Mm -hmm. So um, when first we were asked to do a course um, in um, a hair school in Repentini. Okay, that's interesting in itself. Yeah, and they wanted to call it uh, Afro-American hair course. Okay. Heated issue about that. Right. Just like all y'all people, it's just curly. Okay. I 
I help you guys study curly hair. But if you want to put it on black people and black people in America, not even, yeah, yeah, where there's a whole continent of black people out of Africa, I was like, um, let's let's start with the basics. <laughs> how many people in here think that they're curly, and how many people think that they're not curly, and then we'll see how many people think they're curly at, at the, the end. Of course, gotcha. And then. So two people raised their hand uh, the first day, the black kid in the classroom and one of the teachers who had visibly curly hair. Everyone else had their hands down. Okay. Well, when they're practicing their washing goes, they're noticing that everyone has a kink <laughs> in their hair. And then at the end of the day, I was just like, so who thinks they're curly? Now everybody will raise their hand. <laughs> In the classroom, in Repontigny, in a very, very white <laughs> uh, Quebecois area. And so I'm like, so now can you understand that language is important? Mm -hmm. If everyone in here is curly, and then you say, well, I'm, from, I'm a Quebec woman, I don't have curly hair, how it is so wrong. Right, how is that possible, right. And how you need to speak facts to a situation. So when I give you the curl ID that says, this is your porosity, this is your elasticity, this is your diameter size, because you have this diameter size, you cannot put on this product, you can't put it in this way because it'll weigh it down. Or you should always dry your hair, never let it air dry because that will cause bacteria. It will change your pH of your scalp. And now knowing that from a podcast, uh, moisissure is real and you could actually get sick from it, it can make mm -hmm. you crazy. I'm like all those things is really important so don't use your languages the 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 things that I'm teaching you don't take it for granted mm -hmm. so that so that sparked the idea of a curriculum well that well that was we already had a curriculum in-house Right? Okay. Which you created? Because that's what I want to get at. What, how did that come about? The idea of having a curl school? I am a person that likes to be informed. I don't say anything without actual data backing me up. Maybe it's like a figure of mine, being a Black woman, that someone's going to try to take what I have if I don't know everything about it. Mm. Someone's going to try to devalue me or smear my name if I don't bring facts. So, and I'm, you know, I went to university, I'm a student. So I was just like, I'm just gonna read everything that you is can. yeah. Medical journals, I took CSI journals, I took uh, journals from Korea, from, from um, UK, from the States, every, every, everything that I could find to understand what the scientists, what kind of questions were they asking themselves? Right, to define these questions about hair, porosity, exactly. pattern, okay. Ask, like why up until today, don't we have everything that I need to teach a course? And why is it that in cosmetology school, there's two pages on curly hair, two pages and both- Yes. So my, my issue with that is I always encourage as 
I, so I work also as a career advisor and I used to do this at a, at a high school level college and now I'm at a university and the high school students there's a lot of students that didn't want to go on into college which made but I, I totally understood and so I was like let's look at various trades and like some of them had natural tendencies to want to go into hairdressing which I think was great and I recall seeing one or two of the girls after they graduated they were going to the, the respective hair salons you know, they turn to me and they're like, you know, miss, I'm the one teaching the, the, the black hair classes. And I said, excuse me. And not that I didn't think they could, yeah. but I didn't realize they didn't even have that. And they're like, oh, no, miss, I'm the one teaching how to braid. And I'm the one who's teaching. And I'm just like, I'm happy for you. But one, you're being graded on something you're teaching, which to me is weird because how does that even make sense? Like you're taking advantage of who's with you. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah, doesn't make they sense. That, they always put that on the black students. Always. always. And I'm just like, at some point you have to recognize that there's value in teaching these things. Like yeah. the, you, you, you cannot expect that a culture that is always at the forefront of everything, right? And everything, you cannot minimize it. Um, anyways, I was just my caveat there because it was just so interesting. And I didn't, I, I thought it was great that she was in a, in a, you know, position to be able to do it, but, but you need to go to school to learn, right? When you're not teaching everything possible to these students. They leave knowing absolutely nothing, or they learn everything that is false. And then, or everything that is for a dominant culture or perceived dominant culture, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is like washing techniques should be kind of universal. I feel you. The way they wash hair now shouldn't be the way they wash hair now. Mm. Not 60 years ago, not before then, because it's actually causing damage to the hair. If you're a hairdresser, you're trying to make the hair healthy or appear healthy. You want to make it flowy. You want to make it nice. But the thing is, the majority of the planet has curly hair. The mm. majority of the planet. And they don't teach how to wash hair appropriately in classes. Mm -hmm. And I'm, the teacher down does not know or have a concrete definition of porosity. Mm -hmm. you don't know what porosity is. You cannot color hair. So how did this journey like I know you said nine years ago I know you said that the advent of YouTube but this is a true specialty now if we go back to the genesis of this program it's to really try to you know share your story and and help people understand your necessity girl this Same. all happened out of necessity okay speak I on had it to train my staff out of nothing okay there was nothing concrete in the medical journals. There was nothing concrete. And when you read a journal, when they're trying to say something, they're talking about one piece of mm. the millionth puzzle. <laughs> they're not, they don't put everything together ever. Mm. And so you're, you, these scientists are basing they're just doing one piece of research and it's supposed to answer a thousand things, but they don't answer a thousand things to get a result. I feel you. I so feel you. I'm, I'm a hairdresser, so I am looking for a result. Mm -hmm. I have to piece everything together 
now for my staff who's looking for answers. Yes. They're not, um, they're not under the impression that they're going to leave here without something. So how, what kind of pressure was that on you though? Like, I, I'm happy you did it and you clearly rose to it, but <laughs> take it off. I like, give me a challenge. Give okay. me a challenge. I love that challenge. <laughs> I am so competitive with myself. I scratch goals and like, like I am all about the next. Goal. What's next? Okay. So if we're going to do this, we're going to do it amazingly. I love it. I love it. It's going to take me five years to build and prod and tune and refix and make it more uh, concrete, make it more digestible, make it so that people anywhere, mm. uh, mother taking care of three children and tired, chronically tired, will be able to listen to it and actually be able to absorb and learn something. I love how you are able to understand your population, right? Like not everybody has time. So let me ask you, you have also created a hair care line. Yes, I helped. I helped. I helped. I helped with the, the development of the line. Yeah. So tell me how that came about and how how that happened. You were in the lab, you were testing stuff out. Talk well, to me. Um, so we work with different brands and um, we test the brand with our technique to see if it comes up short or is it missing something. And then we will inform those people on what they could do to improve the product for certain hair types. Cause they'd be like, oh, this we, we created for this hair type. Can you just check it out? I check it and I'm like, it's missing this, it's missing this, and it's missing this. Okay. Uh, either you could go back to the drawing board or I could tell you who it does work for because it works for this, this, and this. And right. Like, oh, well, we're happy with that and we'll just continue working on extra formulas. For the other population, yeah. The populations. And I'm like, great. And so that was, uh, that was a couple of years. That was about four years of that. And then... Um, the products in the market became better and better and better and more and more for drier and coarser hair. Okay. And we were just like, oh my God, there's so much things coming out. It's great. But they were always missing something. They were all like, I'm mean, like, it's not, it's not. Yeah. It's like 90% it or yeah. something. Okay. Then, well, I decided I was like, we need to make our own products because you keep on complaining <laughs> and it's annoying. And so. I like as as people are for me like my like right 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 right. I'm Abby Saha's picture, so Abby Saha had to push out that money, pay for the chemist, work with the chemist, choose selected uh, ingredients. I, after I gave her my ingredients list that I would like to have it, she mm -hmm. had her ingredients list to go into it, and then we give it to them. This is like this is what we want. Oh. And then the person's just like, oh, you think those are going to work, but this is not going to work. And we're like, okay, we'll try, Let's it. try it out. Yeah. Let's try it out. And so going back to the drawing board at least 50 times is hard for any chemist because then they start, start doubting themselves. Do I even know what I'm doing? Right. right. <laughs> Don't even like what I'm doing. And, and 50, 50, times is you know uh it's it's generous it's not it was way more mm, okay
it's not doing this. It's not doing this. I need more of this. I need mm-hmm. more slip. It's not, it, it's not detangling fast enough. Oh, the shampoo is not softening the hair as soon as it touches it. Oh, it's not lathering enough for it to last. And I want to be able to add water to my products. I need it to be more concentrated. I don't want it, I don't want clients using half a tub of conditioner anymore. I want that to be over. I want mm-hmm. you to use a little and have add water on it and then it expands. And so you have conditioner for at least three months. I don't want people wasting product. I don't believe in waste. Mm. I, believe, I, I believe if I buy a product, it should do what it said it gonna do. Right, right, absolutely. I believe in a product that will work for everybody. I don't believe in, it's the same structure. Everyone has the same structure. The only difference is how much water I'm using on everybody's hair. Interesting. That's, it. That's for our product line. So you're, you're schooling me too, because I have bought stuff from the, the product line and I enjoyed it. Um, and it was so, and my, and that's the thing I enjoyed it and I was consistent and I, I learned from you because what I, what I enjoyed from our time together, I've gone to see like gazillion hairdressers, but what was cool about our time was in the middle of our talking, you'd be like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is what this does. And I was like, so happy that I didn't, cause I ask a lot of questions in general, but I didn't feel like I had to interrupt you or, you know, stop your process because you're like, this is why people do this. This is why we're doing this. And I thought it was so helpful. And to me, one of the reasons why we're talking today is the that passion about what you love about how you do what you love it is it is like screaming out of you it's exuding from every pore from every part of you that love is real that love that you have is authentic because because you found your it you found it. You found the thing that you're happy to get up and stand up for all day doing. You found the thing that you enjoy meeting and being and touching people. Like it, it's such a, it's more than hair. I like this whole conversation. We're literally talking about hair, but hair is so minimal in terms of what the actual point of this is. It's, it's you. It's you found your thing. My goal obviously changed midway. Like, um, before it was really to know every everything I can I could know about hair, mm. but then you see the the actual result of not having this information and having uh, hearing stories about kids in in the hospital mm. having their braids cut out because they're bleeding or they had passed out in class. Oh wow having um, so much bacteria on their scalp that they had to go to the hospital right. for antibiotics. Like this, th- like these things are real. It's happening in real time. And my goal now is to slow or reduce trauma mm. as much as possible, especially in children. Well, one of the most beautiful things that I'm going to, we're going to wrap it, wrap it up here is the last time I went to see you, um, there was a little girl getting her hair done and I got super emotional because 
um, my hair was being dried. So I was kind of looking around, you know what I mean? Because I, I couldn't do nothing else. And I saw her walk in and she was nervous looking. She was gorgeous, beautiful little girl, but she was just like not really looking forward to however long this would have been. Mm -hmm. And the first part of her journey didn't start off so great because it had to be like combed out or brushed out. And she was like, she's a little girl, maybe four or five max. So she was really like trepidatious, you know, but I was there long enough that I got to see how her hair was coming out mm -hmm. and she was beaming and what was the message it was that she is absolutely beautifully perfect the way she is mm -hmm. there was no talk of you know we're going to straighten you out we're going to do something different no it was you are awesome and it was so heartwarming to see because I'm happy to know that we're part of a generation now that will breathe life into things differently for ourselves and our community and those that we love and the children in our lives and the men in our lives and the women in our lives because I think we've endured a lot of trauma and now we get a chance to look at things in a different way and and speak love yeah there's so much healing that needs to be done. I, I can't tell you how deep it mm. is. Um, if, if you've ever read Medical Apartheid um, out of the States and how we were treated by the pharmaceutical and medical industry, mm -hmm. I sometimes want to forget what oh, I read because it was so traumatizing. There's, that's still in our DNA. Yes. Um, it's in our kids' DNA. And so we have a lot of undoing to do. That, that's very fair. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I do feel that part of it is going to be healed through the knowledge of our hair, the knowledge of how to take care Acceptance. of it, know yeah. what is wrong and be able to fix it. Because if you don't know that's something you're doing is wrong, then you don't look for the opportunity to fix it because you think you cannot fix it. Correct. Right? And that time when yeah. we're seeing people from the dominant culture doing or wearing or acting in the same likeness of what is considered not okay, then it becoming popular. I, th I think, I think our, our, our people have gotten a chance to say, listen, just that Namekit, like we need to understand something here. And it's been, you know, pros and cons to social media, but it's been a really interesting time frame to see how this revolution has really taken off. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we've had some really tough things happening in terms of social injustice. But what's been good about it is that we are visible. Yep. Like the social injustice is real and it continues and it persists. And we've created our own spaces. Yeah. That now you don't you don't have to try to find. We are there. We yeah. we we, we out here. Yeah. Everybody. So we do not limit ourselves. Mm -hmm. but in doing, everyone we have a much bigger microphone. We get the visibility of CTV, global news, um, all kinds of media stations. We were just on Tenir, uh, Tenir Salon as one of the salons representing black hair, but you had to realize 
we service everybody. everybody. And I try to make sure that that is visible as soon as I, I see people. I'm like, oh, your hair curl curly too. I walk for free as you're, you're, you know, you're filming, you're doing our makeup. I love it. I'll do your hair for free and show you how to take better care of your hair. And you could tell me if you think that your hair, hair is curly. And she's like, oh my God, of course I'm gonna do it. Why Quebecois women? And then she left with products because she's just like, they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I don't know what hairdresser I was before, but now I know, and now I could actually help my, my anybody I see on the road when I'm doing hair, mm. use my products in their hair and show them how better to use it for, for the glam. Absolutely. So, like when you when you when you teach someone for an hour, you take a one hour of your time, and you take your time. You've just empowered them for life. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge that they didn't have before. Absolutely. You know something that you didn't know before. It it's like a whole funnel of new opportunities are going to come. One hundred percent. And that's for anything. And that's in everything. And that's for everyone. And it's not exclusive to anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, this is for me, back to policy. I just want, I, I really do need to bring it back to policy. Sure. Um, the policies that are here now do not help us get healthy, mm -hmm. help us with our kids. It doesn't make sure that our family remains whole. It doesn't do any of those things. I realized that I could put, I could create policies that are hair related. So mm. inoffensive to people with sensitivities. Okay. Because if everyone is curly, this is going to help everybody. everybody. Right. This is going to help everyone. This is going to create money for institutions that care about money, this is going to help uh, a lot of trauma in schools. Why is life still a thing in 2021? Mm. Why, why, is, why is bacteria on the scalp, fungals, infections still a thing in 2021? Because the set of questions you're asking. Yeah, it's, we're, I, I'm asking the actual end result question. Okay? Right. Yes, it's okay. It's great that you, you know something minuscule okay but that's not that's not helping the end result the end right. result for the kid never to have lice never to have so much dandruff those traumatizing experiences yeah traumatizing their parents have you ever combed out lice out of a of a child's hair it's, and it's horrifying taking and you're like oh my god there's bugs it's that's horrifying yeah i want to end that and it's so easy to do. It's a pH problem. And it comes from air drying. Interesting. I didn't know that. If you, your scalp is acidic, that fights bacteria, that fights bugs. If you keep your, your kid's hair wet, that's going to change the pH to alkaline, which is a breeding ground for bacteria. Wetness, moistness, heat is ideal for bacteria to for thrive. any kind of fungus or, or bacterial infection right and so that will eliminate horrible dandruff and scalp uh, fungal infections from the dandruff that will also eliminate bugs so from the hair. what i love that i'm hearing about not just the passion that this is igniting with you is that you have the know-how 
and the, 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 the proper vernacular training and the educational piece to actually go ahead and do these things. And mm -hmm. so it's also a cool way to match and merge your previous life with your passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because these are things that people think are really hard to find and do. But I think once you're open, you already said like, like a funnel, you're so right. Once you're open, everything just kind of comes through. And Every, everything comes, I, I always say this every morning, everything that I need is coming to me. I'm not searching. I'm not scraping for, I don't have to work harder than anybody else. I'm going to, my passion is going to fuel that work mm. needs to get done. And then everything else that I need is coming to me. I swear every day. I love it. I love that mantra. And you know what? We're ending it with that. Yeah. Everything I need is coming to me. I wish that to you. I wish that to everybody listening. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your energy, your passion, your love for your craft, and your ability to make this passion so igniting. I mean, you just make me want to learn about hair. And that's not something that I'd ever thought I wanted to learn about, right? It's because of you right? It's because of you. And so I thank you for being you and finding your why and making it happen. And everything in within you is coming together. It's just a beautiful experience to see it you happen. You the bomb. You the bomb. Ah. That's, that's what's up. But on that note, I want to thank you all for listening. This has been a really interesting conversation with Mikael. Um, you can check the show notes for more info on where you can see her and find her and follow her. And I want to thank you all for, you know, tuning in and watching and listening and all that good stuff. So give thanks to you all. Bye. Love you, girl.